Um, as I'm standing here, um, I'm ready to preach this word. I really just wanted to just take a moment to thank the Lord for what he's done in general for the church. Um, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, thought that, you know, the first 12 months of church plant would just be, you know, prepping and figuring out situations. But no, the Lord has just said, go. Like the Lord says, listen, I don't want you to wait to share the gospel. I just want you to go. And, and that's what the church has been doing. And hey, if you don't know me, uh, my name is Caleb. Uh, I'm the student leader for the City Students. And I'm excited to share the message uh, for this morning. But before I dive into scriptures, I want to share a story. Um, a couple of years ago at Cinemark, me and my dad, me and my dad, by the way, are huge Marvel fans, like huge, huge Marvel fans. And so for me and my dad, every time we see a Marvel movie, we know the drill. We get in there, we sit down, we don't leave till the end end credits. I don't know if you've watched Marvel movies before, but like at the end of the movie, there's always an end credit. Then there's an end credit. All right. Like you got to stay for the end credits to see what the next movie is going to be. And so a couple years ago, me and my dad were at the Cinemark. We walk in, and we don't order popcorn. That's too expensive anyways. So we go in there. We sit down, and we don't leave. Like, we watch this movie. And the movie is called Guardians of the Galaxy. It's my personal favorite movie of all time. The music, the, everything about that movie is great. So me and my dad, we sit down, and we watch it. And it's amazing. It's great. And we walk out, and we're headed to the parking lot. And he kind of taps my shoulder. He's like, hey, um... Caleb, I just want to let you know that the, mo- the, the songs that were in that movie, that's good music right there. I'm like, y- yes, Dad, like 70s and 80s, that's a great genre, like, cool. He's like, no, 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 that's the best music right there. Music you listen to now, it's garbage. It's nothing compared to the 70s, nothing compared to Michael Jackson and Blue Suede, like nothing compared to it. I'm like, Dad, can we just, like, go eat lunch? Like, I don't want to hear this. I grew up on Justin Timberlake, Taylor Swift, some Katy Perry. Like, like I'm fine. So, you know, we get lunch after, and then we go home. I end up going on my phone, and I end up actually looking up, like, the genres of music. Like, because I did love the music. The music was great. And then I start looking up, like, the 70s playlists, the 80s and the 90s, and I just start nodding my head. I'm like, okay, Dad. Maybe you're right. And I bet you all the adults and parents are probably clapping their hands right now like, yeah, amen. Yeah, that music's good. It is. And one song in particular caught my brain, caught my eyes, if you will, of just like listening to it over and over. And it's a song. It was made in 1993. Hit number one Billboard charts. It was called What is Love? What is love? I'm not going to sing. Uh, That's not my calling. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But just to give an example of what that song sounds like, well, hopefully not sounds like, to you. The song's called What is Love? And as I'm listening to the whole song, like the artist, the, the man who wrote it, is legitimately asking a valid question. Like, what is love? And he sings the whole song, and nobody seems to answer his question. But the question is, what is love? And I feel like a lot of us have asked that question before. Like, what is love? Because in today's society, love has a lot of definitions. Love maybe is just like a feeling. Love may be just like a relationship and that's it. Some people imagine love being the Hollywood stereotype of like, oh my gosh, I just met you yesterday, but we are going to get married and have kids. Like, a lot of people have a lot of definitions of what love is. And I feel like we're looking at love around all the wrong places. Huh, that's another song. Classic. 
But I feel like we're looking at love at all the wrong places and not in God's word. And today I want to share a message about God's love and about how true and real it is. Because real love, true love, is found in God's word and, and nowhere else. It's not found in your friends. It's not found in your spouse. It's not found in society. It is found in God's word and God's word alone. And before we dive in, I just want to go ahead and pray. God, Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for breath in our lungs. God, Lord, I just pray that as I speak this message, Lord, that I will get out of the way. Lord, that I will just be a vessel and Lord, that you will speak through me. And Lord, I just pray that this message will impact um, so many people's lives, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in order to look at God's word and, and to see what he says about love, we have to first off just know that God's word is 100% true. So everything that is in scriptures is 100% true and from the Lord. And it says in 1 John, and that's going to be our first passage we're going to discuss. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it's discussing about God's love. And John, who wrote this in verse 16, discusses, he says this, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love, live it in love, live in God, and God lives in them. I'll read it again. It says, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love, live in God, and God lives in them. I wanted to read that again for the sole purpose of just how impactful that verse is. It says that at the beginning, we know how much God loves us. So, so, so this verse confirms that like God loves us, but it also confirms in this verse that God is love. That, 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 the, that the definition of love is God. Like God's love is holy. God's love is pure. And in this verse, it's, it's saying that, that, that love is from God and only from him. So whatever society is telling us what love is, is not true love. Society will tell you that love is just a feeling, that you can love whatever you want, you know. And also society will tell you that love is conditional, that, that, that you can love someone up to a certain point. For example, like you can, you can love someone, but up to a certain point of if they make, you know, mistakes, then you can stop loving them. And I think in society nowadays, bitterness is more normal than love. I think in today's society, hatred is more normal than love. And in this, in this verse, it's saying that God is love. Like, 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 like hatred and bitterness does not come from the Lord. The Lord cannot be in the presence of sin itself. So, so true love, real love is found in God's word. It is found in him alone. And if we go back a couple verses in this chapter, starting at verse 7, it talks about love again. It says this, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. There it is again, like love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. Verse nine, it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved his and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That's real love. So in that passage, it doesn't just say that, hey, God is love. It also shows a perfect example of God's love. The perfect example of God's love is, is him selflessly sending his son to die on the cross for us. 
The world will tell you many things about what love is. Like I said before, the world will say that love is conditional, that you love people up to a certain point or up to a certain standard. Another thing that the world will tell you is that you got to earn people's love, right? Like you got to do certain things in order to earn somebody's love, but that's not what God says. God's love is perfect, but God's word is selfless. God's love is selfless. It's so selfless that, that he gave his one and only son to die on the cross for us. You see, Jesus was perfect. And maybe you grew up hearing this story about the redemption of how Jesus died for us and, and resurrected and he saved our souls. But that, that story is a perfect representation of what real love is. And so often we miss that. Maybe you're sitting at home and maybe wherever you're listening to this message, maybe you feel a void in your heart and you're searching for love. But you're searching for love in all the wrong places. You're searching for love in all the wrong people. Your spouse cannot give this perfect love. Your friends cannot give this perfect love. Your community cannot give this perfect love. Nobody else can give this perfect love except from God. So if you're wondering today, why am I feeling this void? Maybe it's because you haven't turned back to the source of love. I encourage you today to, to, to turn back to the one who, who created you in the first place, but also turn back to the person who is love, who can give you that perfect love. And I feel like so often we just, we just forget that as a church. Like, like we forget that God's love is there. I think, I think like for me personally, like as I'm going on my daily life, I forget that, that, that God is the source of love, that God is the source of peace, and I can run to him anytime I want. But so often, like I try to figure things out on my own. I try to feel things in my heart on my own when I know I can't. And another thing in this passage that it shows us is, is the example of love, which is salvation. And this gift of salvation, it says that he's given us to us freely. Like in the passage, it says in verse 9, it says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we could have eternal life. And you may be thinking like, okay, do I have to earn this gift of salvation? Do I have, do I have to earn this gift, like earn this eternal life? Because, you know, we grow up in a society where we have to earn things, where we have to work for things, you know? Like every other religion except Christianity tells us you got to wear certain clothes, you got to do these certain things, say things right, don't mess up, and hey, you'll go to heaven. But that's not Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And here it says specifically that, that this relationship with Jesus, this gift of salvation, the only thing you got to do is just accept it. It's not something you work for or go after. And I want to preach that message first, and maybe you've heard that before, but I just want to preach that first, uh, that part of God's love, because that's the most important decision in your life, that you accepting Jesus into your heart. And that gift is freely to you. And, and maybe you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and maybe you never experienced that true love. And, and later on in this message, I want to give, up, give an opportunity for you to respond to that. But I do know, that there's many of you who are watching and listening this, to this message. You are believers. You are Christians. You've heard that message before. You know that Jesus saved you and you've accepted that gift of salvation. And right now you are on your path um, and your walk with Jesus. Like, that's great. Like, that's amazing. I'm talking to my brothers and sisters in Christ that I'm going to see one day in heaven. Like, that's awesome. But I know off the top of your head, you could probably name around five people that aren't saved. I know I have family members that aren't saved. I know that I have friends and coworkers who aren't saved. And 
maybe you, you're, you're the same way. Like you can name like 10, 15 people off the top of your head who aren't saved. And, and, and reading this passage and reading the goodness of God and, and seeing that that free gift is right there, like it bugs me that pe- some people don't believe it. And me, I want to like fix everything. I want to, you know, fix everything up. So I'm like, God, like, what am I supposed to do? Those people who aren't saved, because we can't save people. Like, that's not our job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But well, we can be a light to people. So I'm like, I'm asking God, I'm like, how can we be a light to people? You know, like, how can we share the gospel in a loving way? Well, he, he answers that in scripture. In 2 John verse 6, it says, love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another just as you had heard from the beginning. So you want to share God's love. Start by loving people. Now that is one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> like I'm asking God, I'm like, okay, God, like I understand. I, I love you. I want to follow you. But loving people, Whew, that's, uh, that's pretty difficult. Like that's pretty hard. Like loving people is one of the hardest things to do. And God is saying, yes, I want you to love those people. Because love has such an impact that bitterness can never. Love has such an impact that it can change somebody's life. I mean, when I first experienced God's love, it, it wrecked my life. I mean, for me, I was trying to live my life on my own, do what I wanted to do, and basically push away church. But God basically left the 99 to follow the one to chase after me. That's the type of love that I've experienced and that everyone can experience with the gift of salvation. And I want to, I want to share that love and I, and I want to share that testimony. But, but God here is telling us that, listen, we need to start by loving people first. And this past year and a half of, of, of COVID, of everything that has happened, this is the exact time that we need to start loving people. This is the exact time that we need to start sharing grace to people. Like, yes, God is the God of truth, but he's also the God of grace. And if we don't start sharing grace and love, how are people going to see God's love? And I know that's hard, especially when people have hurt you, especially when people have damaged you. Like I'm preaching to myself when I say this because it's, it was difficult for me to love people in high school who have bullied me for years. It was difficult. It was so hard. Like I wanted to respond in bitterness. Like that's the thing the devil often does for us believers. Like he gives an easy way for us. Well, you know, you can't just be better. Like you can't just, you know, hate people because it's easy to do that. It's easy to fall into sinful temptation. But God is telling us, listen, when you start loving people, you can change people's lives forever. A person that's changed my life forever when that person started to share love towards me was Pastor Brian. Four or five years ago at a previous church, he used to be a youth pastor there. And I was a student there and we were up in a transition. And, you know, for me, when I like meet new people, again, I'm a very extroverted person, but I'm not like going to get close to you really quick. So I wasn't close to Pastor Brian at all at this point. You know, he just came in over the summer and, you know, he's got a fresh cut. He's a Cowboys fan. So I'm not really looking to actually grow a close relationship to him. Let's go Tom Brady. And so for me, I'm not really looking to grow a close relationship with him. I'm just looking to have a great youth pastor and, you know, go on with my life. Well, around this time, in ninth grade, I started preaching. And I started really like diving deep into God's calling for my life. Well, I preached at uh, my school, Portsmouth Christian School, for the first time. Um, I didn't know, you know, who was watching at that time. I just knew it was just towards my peers, and that was it. Well, that was on a Tuesday. 
That next Sunday, I'm walking towards the building where we had youth service. And I don't know why, but the doors were tinted. I still don't know why, but like the doors are tinted. So I didn't see who was on the other side. And so as I'm walking towards the building, all of a sudden the doors fling like wide open. And Pastor Ryan's got his phone in his hand and he swings the door up and he's like, look at you, kid. I see you. Look at you preaching. And he's trying to give this all like this great encouraging thing. But me, I'm like backing up and scared. I'm like, bro, where did you come from? Like, I did not see you from the corner of my eye. Like, where did you come from? And he just pats me on the back. He's like, dude, good work, son. You got a lot of work on, but good work, son. I'm just like, where did you come from, bro? And after service, he just started to pour into me, like just slowly, just daily, weekly. Like he, just, he just started to pour his love out to me. He just started to mentor me and lead me. And now four or five years later to where I am now, he, he's helped me become the man I am today. But, but it's because of the love that he shared on me. It's because of the love that he poured on to me. That's, that's the impact that love can have on somebody. And, and we may be thinking like, yes, like I know to love our neighbors. I know to love our fellow believers. But God is also telling us to love our enemies. God is also telling us to, to love the people that have hurt us. Because those people are probably hurting themselves. Let's be honest. In Luke chapter 6, Verse 35, Jesus is, is speaking and, and he's saying, like, love your enemies. In verse 35, it says, love your enemies, do good to them. I, I end to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Like, Jesus is telling us, like, hey, love your enemies. Like, that's difficult. That's hard. But just like I shared that story, like that's the impact of what love, love can do to people. And so often we forget that. So often we just act like the world. We act like what the world and society is doing. Like enemies, just forget them, you know, push them away. Well, Jesus here is saying, hey, listen, you want to follow, you want to follow me? You want to start loving people? Start loving your enemies. You want to share my love? You want to share my glory? Start loving your enemies. And again, I'm preaching to myself when I say that. And maybe right now you're thinking like, Caleb, you have no idea what that person has done in my life. You have no idea what pain and suffering that person has done to me or, or, or impacted me. And you may be right. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people have different stories, different testimonies of people who have hurt them. But I do know one thing. We were once enemies of God and he still loved us. It's the reality. We were once enemies of God. Before we were saved, before we were, de- before we were redeemed through Christ, we were enemies of God. It, it starts in Genesis chapter, chapter 3. Like, like when we first sinned, like when Adam and Eve first sinned, the representations of human mankind, when they sinned, they were completely separated from God. But, but the whole point of Jesus coming down to earth and so that he can give a way of saying, listen, I know that there's a separation, but, but me being a living sacrifice and dying on that cross, you can now have a relationship with him. And, and before we were saved, Christians, before we were saved, brothers and sisters in Christ, we were once enemies of God. And I'm not saying this, Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 says it. It says it right here. It says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. So because God loved us when we were his enemies, 
I believe we can start loving our enemies as well. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. Like I think about the fruits of the Spirit, love. Like that's one of the first ones that, be, that, that is mentioned. We are able to love our enemies. We are able to love those people. And that, 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 that love, that, that, that simple aspect of love can change somebody's life forever. Like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I like your shirt today. Like, hey, like, you know, is there anything I could pray for? And again, that's, that's easier said than done, I know. But I encourage you this week to start loving those people that, 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 that maybe it's difficult to love. Maybe reach out to that person that you haven't reached out to in a while. Because maybe that person's hurting right now. Maybe that person is, is, is in need of love and they don't know where to turn to. And all of a sudden you, you become a light and you share that love. That can go so, so long way. Let's be a light to people. Let, let's share this love towards people because people need it. I need it. Like when I get encouraging words and loving words, it, it, I mean, it boosts my, my mood up. Like if I wake up and I'm having a bad day and all of a sudden like I get a text or like a call like, hey, how are you? Like my day's like 100% better. Like, thank you for asking. Like imagine that same feeling that you, you can help somebody feel that type of love that God has given you. And I know it's easier said than done, but, but with the Holy Spirit, with community, with prayer, we are able to love our enemies and love one another. And maybe you're here today, maybe you just need prayer for that. You need prayer to help loving people and help sharing that light. Or maybe you're here today and you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just like I talked about earlier, I wanted to, to, to have an opportunity to have a time to where you can respond. Because yes, we can talk about loving people all day long, but the thing is we cannot love people and love ourselves without having our Heavenly Father's love first. Like he's the source of love. And he gave a perfect example of what his love is through the gift of salvation. And maybe you're listening to this and maybe you never accepted Jesus Christ as your word and savior. Maybe you never made a decision to, to follow him and to accept that lovingly gift of salvation. And, and, and I'm going to say a prayer for those who've not accepted Jesus, but, but this prayer doesn't save you. It's the decision in your heart that saves you. It's a decision in your heart that, that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he rose from the grave. And now you can have a relationship with him and eternal life in heaven forever. And I want to say a prayer towards that, but again, the prayer does not save you. It's a decision in your heart. So pray with me. God, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. God, and I know that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose three days later. And Lord, here I am today. And I want to accept your gift of salvation. I want a relationship with you. Lord, and I want to spend my rest of my life with you forever. Lord, I choose to follow you. Lord, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you said that prayer, and if you made that decision in your heart, you are now saved. And you, you can now experience like God's love inside of you. Now the Holy Spirit is inside of you. I know there's now I know that there's plenty of people who are watching this message now and who, who are saved. And I would like to just pray for all of us, including myself, of, of, of being a light to people. I want, I want us to go out this week and to be a light and to love people and see what that takes us, see what those, those people and how they react to that love. 
And I'm gonna challenge myself to do the same. Like this is, we're all in this together. It's hard to love people, but the thing is love can impact people's lives forever. And I just wanna pray for us in general as, as a church to also go out and to love and to serve people. That's very important, like that's biblical, but also it can impact people's lives forever. Let's pray. God, Lord, today, Lord, I just pray right now that you will just shift our hearts and change our hearts to, to be able to be open and to love people. God, we live in a broken and sinful world, God, that needs a light. Lord, and we can be a light towards those people. I pray that as we go throughout this week that we will continually to be encouraged by your spirit and by people and by your word, that we can start loving people, that we can start being a light to people. And Lord, I just pray that as we continue as a church to be a light and love people, that people will grow their walk with you. And Lord, I just pray that this week, as we love people, God, that we will get to see change and impact in people's lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go ahead, be a light this week.